0: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Thank you very much for joining today's I Love Braille session. This is Villeen Shah, your facilitator. For I Love Braille, sponsored by the East Bay Center for the Blind in Berkeley, California, and supported strongly by American Council of the Blind. Um, today is Thursday, March the 16th. And as you know, the third Thursday is our Polestar Day. And our poll star today is Deborah. Thomas from Canada. It will be great to hear Deborah Thomas from Canada to all countries who have joined here and, of course, the United States. Deborah has had some interesting situations learning Braille, not only with her visual impairment, as I mentioned, but some situation of dyslexic. And despite that, she did not give up and she is now an avid braille reader. So let's hear much more from our poll star today. Over to Deborah. And by the way, Deborah, my
2: computer said Deborah. So, how should I pronounce your name? Oh, something
1: happened. <laughs>
3: Can
0: it you does hear me? say she is unmuted? Okay. Um, yeah. But we can't hear her.
2: Hi there. Hi there. How oh, are you, Deborah? Hi. Sorry. I have a headphone, a button on my headphone that I have to press every so often <laughs> to to unmute. Yep. So, Aha. yeah, it's uh, D E B O R A. That's the spelling of my name. So, some people, um, most people uh, say Deborah. So, that's, that's all right. Yeah.
1: What would you like to say?
2: Uh, Deborah's fine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. My
1: my computer like to say Deborah. So okay, that's fine. Yeah,
2: mine does too. Mine does too. Yeah, that's okay. all right. All
1: right. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good afternoon, everybody. I uh, glad to uh, share my uh, my little uh, story about learning Braille and disliking Braille and getting back to Braille and uh, being an advocate for uh, for Braille users and trying to find. Uh, any way possible to get uh, Braille in our um, in in uh, a lot of groups that blind and uh, visually impaired folks would be interested in um, joining, like church groups and um, trying to advocate to get people to understand how important it is for um, Braille to be still taught and learned and used in um, just about every situation. So. My situation was um, my grandmother and my mom were uh, totally blind. My grandmother um, learned Braille as uh, a young girl at the uh, what's now known as the Ross McDonald School for the Blind, um, going back years and years and years. And at her time, she used a slate and stylus. It was an old-fashioned slate that uh, had... With, with a board underneath and every time you slid the slate down to um, do a new group of uh, braille lines you would slip this the pegs into uh, a little hole and at the top of that there was uh, a little clip that held your your paper in place so basically it was a four line slate but when you had to do another group of lines then you would slide the uh, the slate down to this other uh, to these this the the next hole in the board, and I'm sur- sure some of our um, blind people have might have come across some uh, antique uh, uh, or uh, vintage Braille appliances that used to be used. So, what I used to do is um, when I came home on the weekends from the Ross McDonald School for the Blind, um, I used to just sit in in load up the uh, slate with braille paper, and I had no idea what I was doing. I just punched holes in the, you know, in the paper with the slate, like with the stylus and everything. I had no idea. And, of course, my grandmother at the time couldn't really make sense of what I was reading because I didn't know how to use the slate properly until I was in grade three. So uh, when I was in grade three, <clears throat> we didn't have the um, – the type of slate that my, uh, my grandmother used to use as a girl. So we had the, the four lined, uh, steel slate in, in stylus. And I was glad that I was able to, to learn, uh, learn that. I found it very interesting, but I also found it very confusing because with dyslexia and I didn't know that I had uh, dyslexia until I was about 21. And, uh, The sad situation was the teachers and the powers that be at the school didn't really bother to communicate with my mom and dad that uh, I had a problem. And of course, um, as we all know, dyslexia or audio dyslexia, this is what I was told that I had when I was 21. That affects more than just reading. It affects your uh, balance. It affects your way of receiving messages. So, quite a few of us at the Ross McDonald School for the Blind who had learning problems were always set aside. Uh, By that, I mean we were always put in uh, uh, special, what they called ungraded classes or lower levels of a grade and um um uh, i kind of gave up braille reading when uh you know shortly after i i left the school because i just didn't have the confidence to um continue uh i got frustrated because uh i was getting my e's and i's mixed up which is common for a lot of braille users we do get uh, we do you know um get J's and H's and, uh, you know, uh, R's and W's mixed up and stuff like that at times, which comes along with any uh, Braille reader who is learning or any Braille reader who has lost their confidence. Well, my grandmother and my mom, uh, now my mom lost her sight later on in life. Uh, She had very good partial sight, and unfortunately, through an operation that the doctor shouldn't have done uh, to reduce the pressure in the back of her eyes due to glaucoma, she lost her eyesight. So um, it became uh, uh, my, not necessarily duty, but it encouraged me to help her with some skills, uh, learning Braille, learning how to knit. So we had a teacher uh, who was uh, very helpful to me at the time. Knowing that um, I was diagnosed later on in life with a disability, she helped me with mathematics skills, and she, you know, helped me with other braille skills. And she said, "You know what? What we got to do is get you reading something that you're very, very, you know, highly interested, highly motivated to get you to read." And I know just how to do it. Um, and I was uh, horseback riding at the time, and I, I have a love for horses and, and other animals. So she got me a book out of the library that was about a horse, and um, this horse uh, was from a colt, uh, a baby horse, lost her, lost her her mother by uh, a cougar in um, you know in the in the countryside, and, um I won't tell you the whole story because you might wanna you might wanna read it yourself, and it would take up a lot of time. But anyway, I, the, the the real kicker here was, I picked up that braille book at nine o'clock at night. I kept reading, I kept reading. I wanted to know what was going to happen to port this poor little colt, and this poor little horse uh, who, who was taken in by somebody um, who unfortunately had an accident and broke his leg so he couldn't attend to the horse anymore so somebody else got the horse and, and and abused the horse and oh my goodness the tears were just rolling rolling down my face and everything i couldn't stop reading it the next thing i knew i checked my braille watch and it was four o'clock in the morning well i couldn't stop reading i just read 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 and read finally i took a nap at the in the 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 middle of the daytime and i kept reading well within a day and a half, I had a whole book read. Uh, I finished that book. And that's what kept me into um, reading Reading my Braille, is things of interest. Um, like not only do you practice Braille and preach practicing, um, because all the teachers and all of us want our friends and new Braille learners to practice and practice and practice. But in order to do that, I strongly... Uh, would suggest uh things of interest in other ways of uh teaching braille um you know sub, uh another time what i did was i uh, went out to a group of ladies at the at the church and i before i did this i picked up some um modeling clay from michael's um it used to be known as lewis craft it's now michael's and i picked up some modeling clay And I also took my Braille edge of the Braille device I was using at the time. So I passed around some some Braille dots. I made some little balls out of uh, this clay, and I passed them around to all the ladies in the group. And I showed them how I wrote my name in Braille. Well, by the end of that group, now these were sighted folks, of course. Uh, me being the only blind person in the group, uh, I showed them how I learned. You know, I would teach Braille, and by the end of that cl- the, the end of that hour, I had them writing their names with little Braille balls, little Braille dots. I had them writing um, my different their names in Braille, and they they became very very interested. Now, of course, none of them really took up reading Braille, but they knew what it was like to write their names in Braille. And that was I. We I was able to accomplish that with a a group of sighted folks, who um, never even seen Braille, and I had them, you know, forming. Then I had them forming their their Braille dots with their with their clay. I passed around some more little balls Braille dots, and I had them doing that. And that was uh, that was how I, um, you know, uh, th- that's how I I like to teach. I, I like to teach Braille. And uh, yeah, that's how that's how I've I've kept up my braille, and I sometimes still notice some notice some challenges because I have uh, chronic uh, back and uh, neck and shoulder pain. So I just hey, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking a rest, reading a little bit, take a rest, read a little bit, take a rest, find other ways of uh, find other ways of reading braille. If you're reading a braille, a hard copy book, um, you know. Uh, find other ways of, of doing it, and uh, yeah, that's that's my story, and I stuck to it. So, uh, Would you like questions? to
1: say how you are using Braille for different things.
2: Well, I I do have uh, I do have an old Braille sense um, that I find helpful. Unfortunately, the Focus Braille uh, Focus Fifth Generation Forty Blue has been nothing but trouble. Uh, so, I've for some things I have gone back to the old fashioned way of uh, uh, writing braille on my, my Perkins. Uh, never give up your Perkins or your slate and stylus because there's going to come a time when you need that. Uh, never give up hard copy braille reading because uh, there's going to be a time when you need that. And um, sometimes with, with electronic braille, you, you can become spoiled. Because the braille is is uh much different. It's, it's crisper, uh at least on the braille sense I find I find it is. So it's always good to go back to the very, very basics and keep that up if you can. Yeah.
1: Now you said that focus forty is, is what a, a problem, disaster or something. Oh, so for some of us it is. Can you, for some could of you us. tell them why you think so?
2: Yeah. Um the Braille dots don't always come up. Um, mm-hmm. What I've noticed that's happening is there are Braille dots that come up when they shouldn't. Words that start with uh, W might end up starting with B, or uh, mm-hmm. you might just get one dot. So it's it really distorts… Uh, It really distorts the Braille I talked to somebody on um, the ham radio that has a focus his works fine but he said and I had to laugh at this he said some people swear by the focus and some people swear at the focus and I hate to tell you that I'm one of the people that (laughs) swear at the I try not to swear but it's very very frustrating (laughs) so I mean some focuses work very very well and uh, I'm sure that most of our Braille readers have, have um, you know, found that uh, some devices work very well for them, and some, uh, I guess, other companies who who make these devices or try to follow in the footsteps of the original uh, manufacturer manufacturers don't get it. So it's uh, it's been very very difficult to focus. I, I wouldn't. You mean? I mean, I wouldn't suggest people go out and spend money on the focus, um, especially if you're buying it from another vendor, because the vendors don't always uh, know about the. And I again, folks, I'm not knocking a single vendor, uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, it's the the vendors who you get the devices from uh, don't always no braille they don't uh so there's no way of checking on the devices before it's sold to uh the client so that's something to keep in mind so the focus
1: 40 does not allow you to focus on reading no
2: no it does not no it does not it's a handy little device if and when it works uh, it's light. It's you know. It's a, and when I, when it was working for me, uh, you know, I was able to use it in uh, church services. Uh, it's a lightweight um, device. Uh, you know, it's it's not as heavy as uh, the Braille Sense. Uh, I miss my little Braille Edge, but I had it for about nine years. And of course, hymns do not make those anymore. And that I think out of all the Braille devices, I've got my hands-on that is the favorite that uh, of of mine yeah okay
1: thank you so much deborah and i'm sure you'll be able to tell more as the questions uh, come in but mm-hmm. i would like to clarify one issue here that on this platform we do not commend or criticize or at least we do not endorse any commendation or criticism of any product. Uh, no, no. However, you are most welcome to share and, uh, share your experience. So that should be treated, any criticism or any commendation, as an individual experience. The purpose of this uh, event, I Love Braille, is to uh, share, particularly on the day of Polestar, the third Thursday, individual experience experiences with learning and using Braille, including Braille, electronic Braille um, devices. So it's all fine. You know, you shared your experience about focus. And um, as you said, that some other people find it okay; They are happy, Mm -hmm. which is fine. So so we are not either against or in favor. That's not the issue. It's just. Uh, The issue is just sharing the experience. Mm -hmm,
2: That's right.
1: right. Okay, that's
2: right. Absolutely. Uh
1: Yeah. Yes. So with that, now, thank you once again for sharing your experience and doing this presentation. I'm sure people found it helpful. And let's see what they have to say. So please raise your hands. Those who have some questions. And you... Need not have only questions. You can give your comments, give your observation, suggestion, and anything else related to this topic today. All right. Wherever where I stand from
0: dawn.
3: Hey, can you guys hear me? Yep.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Go ahead.
3: Hey, Deborah. Hey, Noel. Um. So. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> Yeah, I have a couple. Yeah, I have a couple comments. And, you know, I, I'm sure he I'm sure I'm sure he thinks you did really well today with your speech. And frankly, so do I. Um, I have to admit, I'd never heard of audio dyslexia before. I've heard of dyslexia, but never but never audio. That's kind of weird. And I am sorry that you were kind of cast aside in the system all those years ago. That really does break my heart. Um The questions that I have for you. So first of all, have you thought about getting an NLS e-reader? I don't know what state you live in. So I know there's like eight states or so that don't have them yet. um, So if you have, the other question I've got for you is you talked about different ways to kind of teach Braille, figure out different ways to teach it. Well, I've got a couple of scenarios for that what I'm kind of working with right now, I, um, first of all, I teach, um, there's somebody that I hope to be kind of working with a little bit more. I do some mentoring, but then I also, there's a call on the ACB community calls that's twice a week and it's called Braille Rooms and we have breakout rooms and I'm working with somebody in there. And obviously it's distance learning. How do you kind of, what would you recommend different ways of teaching braille from a distance and have you thought about trying an an NLSE reader (laughs) yeah
1: okay before uh, Debra answers I would like to intervene and then of course Debra can support uh, what I said Uh, let's not forget Don that Debra is in Canada and NLSE Oh. display is available oh. for the people in the United States that's right oh. yeah that's all right so the, no worries the Canadians I'm sorry. speak like no. the, the people in the United States so sometimes yeah. we forget that they are yeah. in a different country
3: you I didn't no, real, so, realize she was in Canada so for people who
1: are here like we have been I be from Nigeria and of course our friend and uh, a great supporter Ibrahim is in now South Africa and mm. uh, any other person here from other country, please uh, try to remember NLS stands for National Library Service for yep. the print disabled, but they don't take it all the way to for print disabled. So in yep. short, we call it NLS. So anytime when you hear that reference NLS, it is the National Library Service. And it is a great it idea. It is I
2: I do also not find in other
1: countries, many countries we yeah. don't oh. find that the yeah. library undertakes to provide Braille materials for the blind and visually impaired. That yes. let me tell you, I being from other country, I know more about how things are in other countries, mm. and uh, they don't have such a national service or national library service. Yeah, unfortunately, they we do have that... some national services, but not something provided by, uh, supported by yeah. Congress or like that. Exactly. Okay, I will uh, let them that's, that, okay? that's all right. That's all. Yeah.
2: Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, hey, I I do use. Uh, I I get books from uh, Bookshare in the states, and they they have partnered with um, uh, CELA, um Center for Equitable Library Services here in uh, in Canada. Hmm. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we are not entitled to uh, things like that. But regarding your, your your comment about audio dyslexia, I hadn't heard of that until I was actually diagnosed with that. And the, um, uh, it was a, a neuropsychologist that um, um, he also did tests, um, these type of tests, with uh, different people different kids who had uh, severe learning disabilities and he described audio dyslexia like you have a brand new television everything is great but the fine tuning so and that in that um that makes a difference um it's kind of hard to explain but that's how he described audio dyslexia and it does make sense in that yesterday i attended a course here in my in my uh, city here uh cpr in first aid and very 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 interesting course i passed the tests uh thankful thankfully um Mm -hmm. but yeah The things that the the instructor was explaining just turned into one big blur, and uh, you know, simple things—how you, you know, how how um, you know you 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 put band aids on a wound and stuff like this—and I guess with me not having sight, that made a difference because a lot of uh, a lot, some of what the instructor presented. were slideshows, but he explained them very, very well, knowing that I was the only totally blind person in the group. But still, uh, audio dyslexia is is just that. Your fine, fine-tuning is off. So I have a problem processing uh, basic instruction. I, I need it broken down uh, uh, a whole lot. So when I read a manual on uh, the braille sense or something like that. I I you know, it just oh it j- just messes me up. Just Ooh. totally messes me up. So and I'm sure other blind folks here on the on the on the uh, the group can relate to that. But with audio dyslexia it's a thousand times worse.
1: Uh could you by chance give any example like say a sentence, and then how uh, dyslexia <laughs> um, uh, screws it up, you know, as we say here in the United uh, States.
2: <laughs> I can't think of any examples right okay. now. Like, no like, yeah, like, like, maybe later.
3: Yeah, like a band So, like a band Do do you have to like? Does it have to be broken down into open the package, find the cut, and then yes. peel the yes, plastic it, off? Yes, it does. Is it like that? I know.
2: I know it sounds really, really stupid, you know, to to, okay. to others, but sometimes it does help. Uh, at first, you know, I kind of thought, okay, when you get a Braille device, you, your common sense tells you, of course, you're going to open the package. Okay. Yes. Uh, common sense tells you you're going to take <laughs> take the Braille display out of the package. Okay.
3: Yes.
2: Uh, but anything else? Uh, it it just yeah. Uh, it does help to go back to. For me, it does help to go back to grade one talk sometimes, <laughs> and you know it, it kind of embarrasses me. Like here, I'm sixty two, you know, but yeah, I, I have to t- I have to admit it to myself. And to uh, everybody else that I talked to about audio dyslexia, yes, it does help. Ah
0: huh.
1: interesting. Yes. So, okay. D- does it answer all your questions, Don?
3: Uh not all of them. What do you recommend for different ways of teaching Braille that wow. are at a distance? Because, like I said, I have I, I'm doing some, I'm starting to do some mentoring and I'm also working in a call. That's twice a week mm-hmm. um, on ACB called Braille Rooms. Yeah. So yeah, um, I'm on the you, calls
2: too. Yep. And what do you recommend? Yeah, I've, that I've, I've different uh, ways. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I got to tell you that that is I really enjoy those calls the the Braille Room. I really I love yeah. them. great. Oh, I love them. Um,
1: so do you hear what, Dawn
2: there? Yeah. What I would mm-hmm. probably recommend yeah. is ask the uh, the person that you are mentoring. Or teaching what things do they have in in their kitchen like say uh, uh, a muffin tin or do they have some beads that they can um, um, put put on to a uh, uh, put in front of them now keep in mind beads will roll so oh, yeah if they can get their hands on a craft say um, even, um, I don't even know whether they make plasticine anymore. Or if you can go to, uh, if you can get somebody to uh, maybe take the the client, uh, the person you're mentoring maybe, to uh, to a craft store. Uh, or even maybe to a toy store where you can get uh, pegs and pegboards. I don't even know if they have that anymore um that you can you can uh form the way letters are shaped um even uh maybe if they're having a problem with um the way the shape of a letter you may not even have to use things that are related to braille you can get some um some plastic glasses even glasses that you would use in your kitchen cupboard and you can make them in the shape of say a w put one glass on the left side and put the four or five uh six glasses on on the other side things that may be a little bit bigger to handle or even heck you know blow up a bunch of balloons and Ooh. uh yeah and and put them you know put them um you can make it uh you know if the client is able to get these things and um now mind you i'm terrified of balloons but that's all right so and, oh, okay <laughs> you, know, you don't need uh, to <laughs> no you don't need to do that yeah. but hey listen take some eggs out of your your egg cart and make sure they're not going to roll
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> you might have a very
2: messy lesson yes but, uh, you know things that are in uh, you know uh Fun and things that are—you uh, could do things like that.
1: Yeah, learn Ooh. with fun.
2: Ooh. Yeah, that is what I would strongly suggest: learn with fun. Mm-hmm. Correct, Ooh. learn with fun. Yay. Yes. Oh,
3: I think I think Noel, I think Noel, I think Noel agrees with you on a lot of things. Yeah, I think like, she does. I don't yes, think, I don't think Noelle likes balloons either. <laughs> no,
1: she doesn't. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Um, one little correction, Don. You mentioned that you work with someone for Braille Room. Would you yeah. mind telling the name with who do you work with?
2: Um, might...
3: I'm mentoring. Um, I'm mentoring a lady right now named Stephanie. Uh-huh. Um, so oh, okay. me and her are in a breakout room. I, I guess teaching probably wasn't the right word. Mentoring, but in a sense, in a sense, that is kind of what I'm doing. No, with. it's fine. You know
1: mentoring teaching you know you you can't teach without mentoring anyway yeah
3: <laughs> and i have some other people that i have someone else yeah. that i'm kind of working yeah. with outside of oh, outside okay. of prayer room as well so mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> no the reason i asked was that you know i was wondering if that person can be brought to Isla Brailles, mm-hmm. i love Rails if she likes you know i would yeah
3: i i would yeah i would see if you yeah i would see if you could bring her in I love Braille.
1: Yeah, if she if mm. it is okay with her, you know, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So, mm-hmm. shall we move to the next person then? Okay. Um, next up, we uh, have Scott Edwards. And after Scott is Dorothy. So Dorothy, thank you for your patience. We have had a long discussion with Don. Okay. All mm. right,
3: Scott. Okay. Yes. yes. Hi, uh, Scott.
2: Deborah, I wonder right. if. Uh, you might tell
3: us a little bit about your uh, work background, job, and career-wise, and how Braille well, has helped you there.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I was a switchboard receptionist at the Canadian National Institute for the Blind for about twenty-one oh. years. Oh, interesting. And okay. yeah, and so I, um, it was more personal Braille uh, for me because I wrote down uh, my own uh, my own notes.
0: Uh, I
2: had an index file of, um, of cards of, of the different names of people who worked in, in the building. It was quite a large building. So, um, uh, I was trained by another totally blind lady who, yeah. um, read and wrote braille and she taught me how to do a numerical file. And, um. We um, couldn't believe this, but a bunch of us blind folks worked at the Canadian National Institute for the Blind for years and years and years, tried to get our memos put in Braille. And we finally did. So I got memos and everything in Braille or uh, different, you know, different reports and stuff like that of Braille. And <laughs> one day the police came in, and they, <laughs> I, I'm not going to mention anything personal, but what happened was uh, uh, there was another blind person who was doing credit card fraud. And they, um, they wanted uh, somebody who knew Braille uh, very well, and at the time I, I had started to learn Braille well, um, to, uh, to identify what the contents of these um, frauded uh, documents were. So I wasn't sure and my supervisor wasn't sure if we should just let anybody in the building uh, read these documents. Because unfortunately, these documents had a lot of personal information, addresses, credit card numbers. Uh, Oh, yeah. So, um, So I talked to my supervisor about it and I said, would it be all right if I... Uh, if you can bring somebody else to the switchboard so that I can read these. Oh, my goodness. Um, it was pathetic. Uh, it You know, there was a lot of curse words and words that, that you wouldn't want to use on words. And unfortunately, I had to read every single cuss word and swear word. I had to spell it out for the officers and... and, and um, but I, mm-hmm. what I was kind of frustrated about, Scott, was that some of the officers, I guess, made it a point because Braille being a code, not a language. No, it's not uh, a language. No. Yeah, no. It, mm-hmm. they. Some of them had uh, made it a point to learn what was being said. So I said, I said to the police officer, "Well, then, why, you know, am you know, am I?" I was kind of frustrated with the guy. I said, why am I wasting time here when you folks made it a point? To, he, he said, we had to have that confirmed. That's why. Or otherwise, uh, we needed it verified because uh, I guess it would have come back. It, they they would have been, a, uh, it would have opened a whole can of worms. It, I guess it would have con- been um, thought of that, uh, oh, the police were picking on this poor blind man. And so they had to. They must have had to have it confirmed. So, uh, you know, that's when my mm-hmm. I, I was real. I really f- found out how good mm-hmm. of a, a braille reader I became.
0: Right. And uh, in other words, they needed concrete evidence. Yeah, that's
2: they amazing. did. Yes, yes, they did. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And I never mm-hmm. knew when my braille skills were going to be needed. So, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. Now when. Don was asking. There were only two hands up. Now there are five. So thank you. Did did she answer your question, Scott?
0: Oh yeah, she sure okay. did.
1: Okay, okay. Right. So then we can move to the next person. Then Dorothy. Yeah.
0: All right.
1: Thank you.
2: Hello. Can you hear Hi, me? Dorothy. Yep, I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, looks like so you know everybody, Hi, Deborah. Deborah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead.
4: Thank you, Deborah. Um. You are such a good spokesperson here, and I thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you. Um, I really enjoyed hearing your story, and I'm so glad that you knew Braille while you were working your career, because I didn't. And, um, you know, it's a way different story. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, because I missed it if you said, how, like, were you born uh, totally blind, are and also tell me I missed the part about your parents. I, something was happening. Oh with yeah.
2: Son, so. Okay. Yeah, yes. So tell me I w- a little was, bit about that. I was born totally blind. Yes, and my grandmother and my mom, they went blind later on in life, and they also used braille. And uh, it was discovered, uh, Dorothy, that um, I have a learning disability called audio dyslexia. Where it was described to me uh like if you had a brand new t v the fine tuning was off, and so uh when I'm learning something, I have to uh have it broken down to tiny, tiny, tiny baby pieces um, okay it, and and yeah, I,
4: I did hear that. may I ask you, do they know why you were born totally blind what, what was um, your illness or disease?
2: <laughs> i yeah, I don't. No, I tried to find that out later on. I have five eye conditions in the one eye, one being uh, congenital cataracts. And they did try to remove the eye, the cataracts, but it wasn't, uh, they may as well have just taken both eyes out. And I have an eye, my right eye did not mature. So it's just a a tiny baby's eye, just like a newborn Mm. baby. So I have a cosmetic shell over that one.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I okay. think Dorothy is curious to know because she started learning Braille at age 69, correct Dorothy?
4: I did, and so <laughs> I'm a baby, a baby in Braille, and right. knows that <laughs> had me in three. Yeah. And so uh, I just love hearing y'all's stories, so thank you for sharing yours today. Oh, you're and, welcome. Uh, you are you are correct that we all get all of those letters that you were mit- mentioning, the the H and the J and so on. We all get those mixed up from time to time. So you're absolutely right. That is so normal. Anyway, uh, thank you very much for being here today. I appreciate hearing your story.
2: Over. You're welcome. And congratulations you. on you learning Braille in uh, in this late in life. And I'm on the Braille room calls. Uh, some days I'm not. Tuesdays I'm not because I have choir practice that's church, and there's another uh, opportunity, another place where I use Braille. and um, But I'm on Saturday nights and sometimes some Sunday nights. So if you ever want some uh, mentorship from, from me, I'm most, I'd am most i be most happy to do that with you. Uh,
4: Deborah, mm-hmm. thank you. And you know what? I do need mentorship, and I'm finding that, uh, in fact, there's some in this room who have been great mentors for me. One of them is yep. Karen Thomas, And there are others uh, in the room. Anyway, I thank you so much for the encouragement. So you're aware that as uh, with only uh, six years, uh, I'm, I'm still trying to learn it.
0: Oh, I'm and, sure. Oh uh, yes.
4: About, about those, just a little chuckle here. About those tools that we might uh, use for our student we're trying to mentor. I was thinking those little chocolate drops that have a little flat bottom. But you know we would oh, probably yeah. the example.
2: You can learn braille and eat those, it up at the same, same time. <laughs> <laughs>
4: exactly
1: Good idea. Anyway. Yeah. There
4: you. you go. Uh, okay. <laughs>
0: Thank you so
1: much, Dorothy. <laughs> we will move to the next, and Abraham will tell. I know who is next.
0: Uh, next up, we have Jill.
1: Jill, yes. Jill, right? Jill. Jill. Yes. Jewel. Jewel. yes.
2: Hi, Jill. How are you doing? Hi. I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. Oh, I'm just great.
5: I um, wanted to mention, you were talking about ways to teach Braille. My favorite method is one that's actually pretty portable, taking mm-hmm. a six-egg carton and I use a cardboard yeah. one because it holds up better than the foam one, the styrofoam one. They do, yes, one. yeah, yeah. Um, and then just cotton balls. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's they awesome. Fill the holes well, and it, you know, if you lose one, it's easy to replace. And it is, um, yeah. You know, it's very easy to travel with, and so I keep one of those on my desk. And yep. when everybody, anybody, ask about it, I just pull down my carton, and you know, I can even just hand it over to them because I can get a new one easy. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to go so, buy
2: stuff either. You know, you, you can exactly. use egg cartons, muffin tins. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But
5: I really like using the six egg carton because it's smaller, yeah. it's portable, it's got a lid, so you can put the, the uh, cotton balls in there. They're already ready to go. Yeah. Um, it's easy to just hand over to somebody say, here, go practice. And so, here, now that um, Easter's
2: coming up, you can use Easter eggs. Hey. <laughs>
5: <laughs> wow. Well, I still prefer my cotton balls because, because I'm just no worry silly. about getting the, yeah, there's no worry about them getting um, squished or something. And it don't, it doesn't um, it's not messy. <laughs> right. Um also yeah. Yeah. um APH American Printing House has some lovely um braille items um called papa Cells. It's oh, yeah. um mm-hmm. they come in four packs, they're $20 for a four-pack, which means they're only five dollars oh. a piece. These oh, are awesome. if you know what a fidget toy is. You ever seen the um the uh, reusable bubble p- bubble wrap where you know you yeah. pop it in? Yeah, oh out. yeah, that's yeah, that's handy. In. Yeah, that's it's handy. It's in the shape of a Braille cell, so oh. it's something you can stick in your pocket and take on the go oh, um, and practice yeah. your Braille. Um, it's I could probably order Braille them. F- yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. You can order them from APH, and it's yep. $20 for a four-pack. Um, So they're cool. $5 a piece, which makes some really great stocking stuffers, really great you know, gifts for your students. Very easy cool. to get. Yeah. So I thought I'd That's mention cool. that. Um, yeah. Also, I kind of understand what you're talking about with audio dyslexia, mm-hmm. um, about needing it to be mm-hmm. careful with the steps. I have dyscalculia, mm-hmm. which oh. is – um sort of like dyslexia with numbers but kind of not it's sequencing and order so that's why it messes with numbers oh Um, yes yeah so like Mm -hmm. you know i can't read an analog clock so i could never have a braille Uh, clock because i would not be i had i'd be sitting there going trying to figure it out um i'm not good with like blind square uses the face Mm -hmm. i've had to change that i Mm -hmm. i'm not you know and and I've tried to use it and I end up pausing going, okay, two o'clock, which one is that? Which way is that? Mm-hmm. It takes, takes me a minute. Um, also right. like, you know, this is the way I usually explain it to people is if you, cause you, a lot of people understand this. If you take shrimp mm-hmm. that is not peeled and you have right. one bowl for the unpeeled shrimp, one beel- mm-hmm. bowl for the peelings and one bowl for the unpeeled, the peeled shrimp. Right. And you've got them in order. The likelihood mm. that I'm going to get them in order every time is not happening. So oh, I am very okay. likely to take an unpeeled shrimp and put the shrimp mm-hmm. in with the peelings and the um, the peeling in with the shrimp or okay. reach yeah. into the peelings to get an unpeeled shrimp. Yeah, stuff like that. So, so And what is um, your disability called? What is it? It's called dyscalculia. Dyscalculia. What?
2: Um, oh, okay. Dyscalculia. Could you spell it for me?
5: Yeah. dys. C-A-L-C-U-L-I-A. Okay. Um, a oh, because,
1: get... because you c- c- have a problem with calculation.
5: That's right. where the word comes from. A lot from. of people get confused uh, thinking it has something to do with this not being able cal- oh, yeah, yes. to do calculus. Oh, yeah. yeah. It does it, have to yeah. math. So,
1: do you so, happen to read yeah. reverse? Like, you know, 19, you'll read 91?
5: Sometimes, so like when I was in chemistry class, chemistry was the class was the only class that I couldn't do well in mm. in school. Um, yeah. I actually did pretty well in like algebra because there's letters in there oh, as well. Oh
1: yeah, because that's not calculus. Yeah,
5: right. Okay. But like mm-hmm. chemistry, my teacher would come around and go, "You're doing the experiment right, but that formula is all wrong because you put a five where the four goes and you put a, a oh, eight yeah. where the three goes." Yeah. So, you know, my my experiment would be right. But then my calculations Mm -hmm. would be all wrong because, you know, and my math teacher would do the same. She'd be like, you know how to do the steps. You did all the steps right. But you put a five Mm -hmm. in there instead of a six. And now your answer is all wrong. So I one of the combinations that I was given in school was that I had to write down all my steps as everybody else did. Mm -hmm. but I was allowed to use a calculator for each step to double check my work. I had to do the work and then go back and put it into the calculator and go, okay, did I get the right answer?
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, it's quite challenging.
5: Frustrating. Yeah, it can be quite challenging. Um, Okay. That that can affect Braille a little bit. So, like, when I was learning Braille, um, I did a lot of backwards letters because I do, Mm -hmm. like, d instead of f you know i remember my first gross my first list that i made it said Mm -hmm. get doof
0: okay (laughs) Okay, great Uh, i will have to move
5: to next person now thank you jill thank you jill uh, because you're
1: you, your discussion you. was so interesting, so i let you yeah. take more time, but there are four yeah. people waiting, okay? Yeah. Thank you. So yes, who's next?
3: We uh, have 14 minutes uh, left of the hour, and we have Michael Moore up next. Yes,
2: Michael Moore.
1: What's oh, happening? Hey, you seem
2: to be knowing everybody. Uh-huh. I know everybody here, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: you're good. It, uh, yeah. Th- re- yeah. Really good presentation. Appreciate yeah. it. Uh, here's another tip. For teaching, like, like at a distance or something, here's mm-hmm. yep. another, there are a couple other tools. Why, uh you could use, say, tennis balls with oh, uh, yeah. you could place tennis. You could use tennis balls inside a mm-hmm. muffin tin. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. and
1: you could also you could also get a Braille box. I think you probably like the Braille Super Store. Something I'm guessing. I, I don't know exactly where,
0: but mm-hmm. uh, you, you you can get the Braille Super. You, you the the Braille box. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a braillet board, which is a little bit bigger, and it uses like little nail oh, things, and right. you could uh, put those in. So that's another
2: yeah,
1: another yeah, another you know couple just of just a few suggestions. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. good ideas. Ideas are welcome. Mike is just... always resourceful. Mm-hmm. Michael yep. comes up with lots of resources. Yep. thank you so much, Michael. You're welcome. Okay. Mm-hmm. The next is Jody. Judy.
4: Yes, hello everybody. Hi. Um Deborah, thank you so very much. It was a wonderful presentation. I also agree with using candy to teach Braille. Um, mm-hmm. you can use candy kisses or MMs. Or Skittles. if you want something larger, you could use Oreo cookies. And then if uh, if your student gets the, the letter correct, they can eat it. Um that's right. I'm oh, curious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm, Go I'm ahead. curious. Yeah. Yeah. uh what what audio
2: and braille services are there available in the sta- in canada
1: canada very well, good yes, yeah I'm we do have talking
2: to... book services Yep, yeah, we do through uh the um uh SELA, the center for Equ- equitable library services mm-hmm. we uh that caters to anybody who has problems with reading print or braille
5: ha, uh, good. so yeah.
2: uh anybody in canada who has uh in any part of canada who has problems uh reading printer braille can mm-hmm. get any uh get talking books we've got a, a a real good selection as i said before we've uh bookshare uh has been very kind and mm-hmm. partnered with, with uh seela and so we get uh quite a lot of their their books in braille and talking books and uh e-text and uh word and Things like that. And it's it's getting better just about every day. Um, oh that's so great. We,
1: that that's at the stature of uh, NLS then. Pretty, yeah, that's uh, com- com- it com- almost to that.
2: like that. Almost, almost like that. That's almost, right. Yeah. Yep,
1: yep. Great. Uh-huh. Interesting. Thank huh? you I was yep. curious to know that too. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jody. And uh, we have Rick next up next. Yes,
0: Rick.
2: Hello, Rick. Hello. You've got there there you got Carol
0: and Oh, Price one.
2: Okay.
6: I, first of all, I was going to tell you real quick. Loved your presentation. which was well, just fascinating. And I think it was the Royal Canadian Institute. Y'all had a cookbook years and years ago. Light in the kitchen. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. I, yeah, I got that. I love that cookbook. I have to say, and mm-hmm. it just was. It was a great cookbook. I was going to get mm-hmm. an extra copy because mine's all worn down, but. Mm -hmm. I think I tried to call them and they no longer have it. sniff, sniff. Uh, but the the other thing I was going to say is I mentored a little girl who was in first grade for about one school year. And I was supposed to try to teach her the alphabet and Mm -hmm. she already knew up to letter H, but she was not Mm -hmm. willing to learn anything. So Uh -uh. the only way I could even get her to even touch any Braille dots was to bring a game so mm-hmm. i brought braille cards so she could feel what the cards were yeah i brought dominoes so that that was the nail heads or whatever so that excellent she could feel yeah. them. Mm-hmm. but yep. that was okay. she never got past age even with me trying to work with her and just like no minutes, interesting to work with her
2: yeah that's too
5: bad
2: i think willingness
1: yeah,
6: yeah no, it could be yeah willing.
2: willingness to learn is
1: the Easy.
2: There might have also been another problem that you may not have been aware of. I think um, she did have a couple of
6: medical issues. Yeah, she, I'm sure um, she
2: yeah. yeah. She just
6: was and she had a lot of a vision lot of, as well, so she thought she could
2: just go yeah. ahead and Yeah. Reprint. <laughs> yeah that's, and I think yeah. she
6: later on had to learn Braille as what I I we ran I ran into her later and I said, Yeah, you kinda of weren't too interested in it's, Braille and she said yeah. nope. Didn't, la- didn't want to learn it back then, but I had to learn it later. But then Rick was going to yeah. tell you what he did to learn Braille.
0: Well, go ahead, well, Rick. my folks did. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we, yeah, uh, I don't know if they got this from Delta Gamma or if it was just their own idea, but they had uh, building blocks. Well, not building blocks, baby blocks, like you have letters yeah. on. Sure. And on the blank sides, they uh, hammered nails into them. In the, yeah. in the shape of the letters.
4: Okay.
0: Because yeah. I, I wasn't ready yet for the, the regular size Braille cells. When I first right. encountered Braille, it was like, uh, okay, did somebody spill something on the page and it dried? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Smudges. And so yeah. I had to have something extra large, like you're kind of implied. And mm-hmm. that was what my folks did was the uh, – nails in the, in the blocks, and that worked pretty yeah, well. Yeah, that's an awesome
2: idea. Wow. Yeah. And Interesting.
6: And the other thing I would just thought of while we were ta- while Rick was talking was um, I was a teacher's aide one summer at a rehab center, and I had to teach mm-hmm. abacus, so this doesn't really have that much to do with Braille, but
0: mm-hmm. there
6: was a guy in there who had very little finger Let's sensitivity, see. and the only right. way he could do his abacus problems was dollars and cents, but he had to have an extra large huge abacus oh yeah instead of the regular sized one right and i knew right. nothing about the abacus
0: oh and so there yeah was, yeah
6: i knew nothing about the abacus that was not yeah. my field but you know just very interesting how different things are and I really enjoyed your presentation and the audio dyslexia i think i have it where mobility is concerned it's possible <laughs> It's possible. Well,
0: I'm not far behind on that one. Um, <laughs> now you mentioned uh, CNIB. Uh, is that just a source of books, or do they provide other services
2: too? Well, now the CNIB used to be known as the Canadian National right. Institute for the Blind, and yes. that has changed now um, because a lot of our programs and yeah. teaching goes from the govern is uh, comes from the the government. So it's kind of like Vision Hope. Um, I I can't really remember, but uh, they, yes, they had um, the CNIB at one time had a library. We had uh, a recording studio and we had volunteers that were braille transcribers. Uh, People could at one time take a braille transcribers course. I'm sure you still can um, because they're always looking for volunteer braillists. And um, yeah, so we do have... uh, uh, it's now, of course, uh, Center for Equitable Library Services, and we have, uh, you know, Braille books, Talking books, and different things.
1: Uh, I'm a little confused, Deborah. So, is it
2: Cnib and Cila
1: are the same thing, or they do the uh, overlap, or they are? Yeah.
2: Yeah. you know, they're two different two two different organizations. Entities, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they are. Yeah, mm-hmm. Cila has is doing um, it, it's um. It's sort of a, a national library for anybody who has a, um, anyone. You don't have to be registered as um, a blind uh, or visually impaired person. Mm-hmm. It's anybody who has a reading print or cannot read Braille problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, is CELA kind of a private or non organization, and is CNIB is government-sponsored? Anything like that? Mm,
2: oh, no, yeah. uh, it Sila yeah. is a uh, is is um a non profit organization supported. I' am pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I can't say for sure. I don't know yeah. enough about sort of the ins and out of ins and outs of it. But they've partnered with <laughs> yeah. uh, different libraries throughout uh-huh. Canada.
1: Oh, okay. And
2: like I say, they've partnered with with uh, with Bookshare. Bookshare has been uh, very very yeah. kind and helped us out a lot. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah,
1: Rick. Do you have more questions? Okay. So, yeah,
0: if it's not CNIB anymore, and that and CELA are two different things, what what is CNIB now?
2: CNIB actually, I mentioned that because I, I worked. Uh, that was the organization, like the Canadian National Institute for the Blind. Um, that's where I, I worked for for many years, and that's where our our library was. But uh, it's not it's not uh, known as the Canadian National Institute for the Blind anymore.
0: Uh-huh. Uh,
2: they have um, outsourced a lot of their um, um, services. Services, yes. Okay. They they do have uh, a guide dog program. Mm-hmm. They do have a Smart Life store where you can buy. Um, uh, a lot of items for uh, for blind and visually impaired uh, children and adults, and also mm-hmm. for deaf-blind folks. Um, they do um, uh, they do advocacy work, but okay, they don't. Uh. Uh, it's not known as a um, a rehabilitation organization like it was.
1: Uh huh. We and, have to. Get, uh, yeah. And its library services have been kind of taken over by Sela yes yeah okay okay mm-hmm. right so uh that's all for you Rika? rick yeah and uh, uh, do you still have no round yes we have one more hand yeah okay nora, nora.
2: yeah hello nora hello how hey. are you, <laughs> <Hi. Thank> <laughs> you, <laughs> meet you oh, nice to meet you too i've i've talked with you on different uh calls before too so yeah. Well, that's great. Oh well. Wow. Glad to talk. Glad to hear you again. And my question is,
4: I'm a little bit confused. Well, first of all, my easy question is, do you still read UEB and the regular old fashioned braille? Yes, I do. Okay, that's good. And my second question is, when it comes to the audio
2: dyslexia, I'm still confused. Uh what kind of Guess what? so am I. <laughs> <laughs> be, yeah um yeah this is the way the specialist uh described it uh so that i would i would understand it and um like i was just saying a while ago uh i attended a course that uh, and it was a you know that it was uh i was really interested in it i cpr and first aid yeah. and um yeah um I had an awful time just trying to process what the, the instructor was saying. Fortunately, oh. through the help of another person um, at the Salvation Army, I'm a member of the Salvation Army, so we were offered the course um, uh, f- free of charge, and she helped me out through the um, uh, with with a lot of the uh, information, and I also found out that I can get the information through uh, Amazon through the St. John's ambulance crew, oh. and I can go over it again, you yeah. know, in my own time, and have somebody sit down with me and uh, break it up into into very very baby uh, baby bits, as I would describe it. Yeah, you that's know, following directions kind of hard. Can so you, so you break, yes. break down the Yeah, it is. Yes. Yeah, because there's different dressings for different things. Yeah. And then, have it had
4: something to do with your hearing, like when you're singing or anything?
2: Ah, uh, yeah, sometimes it does. Um, you know, if, if if I'm listening to a song, my way of deciphering the words is, is totally different. Um, Like, I... I could hear a song like, um, oh, I can't think of a certain song, you know, uh, but it it just, the words just might be all jumbled up until somebody uh, reads me the words uh, or, you know, I I hear the words. If there's a very strong singer beside Mm -hmm. me and I can, uh, one talent I guess I found that I have is if somebody sings clear enough, even if I don't have the words in front of me, I can listen along, and follow them, sing along with them. Wow, good. Yeah.
1: Interesting, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That brings us to the end of this session. Thank you so much for uh, sharing and uh, uh, doing this great presentation, Debra. And uh, thank, thank you. you, everybody, for participating,
2: asking questions, and sharing your views and she would know better than I would. But uh-huh. if anybody wants my yeah. email, um, if um, anybody wants they... my email, I know no, you're not allowed second. to do it.
1: Personal email cannot be shared on this platform. Okay. But people can send an email to me, Shah at East Bay Center for the Blind, sure. S-H-A-H, and yeah. then I will forward it to you. And yeah. then y- y- you and the, him or her can communicate. Okay? Absolutely. So yeah. Shah, S-H-A-H, at East Bay Center for the Blind dot yeah.
2: And you're welcome to give my email yeah. to somebody who um, yeah. is having uh-huh. a, a really bad time or just yeah. wants to, you know, just be connected
1: uh, with you. you yeah, know. yes. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. that will be great. And uh, uh, Jill, if you could send me a hello email, I'll appreciate it. I would like to talk further about uh, something more about. It. Okay. Are you still there, Jill? Okay. Um, do you mean Jewel? Oh Jewel, okay. Jewel. Yeah. One who had a question. Yeah, Jewel. Uh, yeah, oh, Jewel? Jewel? Okay, okay, okay. Hello,
4: would you uh, repeat hello. your email address? I'll make sure I can send that to yeah. you.
1: It's this four letters you have to remember. Shah, which is um, S-H-A-H, mm-hmm. at at uh-huh. eastbaycenterfortheblind.org. Center for the Blind dot Yes, ever Okay. Yeah. Okay. East
4: Bay Center for the Blind.
1: Eastpace
5: Center <laughs> for the Blind. <laughs>
1: O-R-G, yes, org. org. Okay. Uh-huh. I'll send that to right now. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We- Thank you. We went a little over the hour, but you know we are allowed to go up to 75 minutes anyway, where we try to finish if we have to, uh, within one hour. But anyway, thank you for actively participating and keep up your good spirit. And you all have a good days ahead, good week ahead, and good weekends. And I'll see you next Thursday with okay. Braille Fun.